Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. I'm very excited. Will Craig is here. He is all sorts of presidential roles at the Handel Group. And I am a coach in training with the Handel Group. And I am having many of the coaches come on and tell you guys about the incredible stuff that is the Handel Method. So very excited about this episode. This is the quickest crash course course in going after your dreams that I think has ever been. Really powerful tidbits here. And you will also learn about the incredible danger of the time-heaping martyr. So that is all in this episode. If you find yourself stuck and having trouble dreaming, or you just want to get out of your own way, I highly, highly recommend you hang on for this episode. And if you're looking for a book on the subject, check out my book, The Year of No Nonsense, How to Get Over Yourself and On With Your Life. This book is truly a lovely companion to everything we talk about in this episode. So have a great day, everyone, and enjoy this episode with Will Craig. Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Are you looking for some coaching, some life coaching in a very inexpensive and self-paced module? Of course you are check out the Handel Group's Inner You. It's a self-paced online coaching program. In this program, you are going to learn to deal with the areas of your life that are causing you the most suffering. We're doing great in like a lot of it, right? There are areas of our life that we've got down, but there are these bleeder areas that just keep coming up over and over and year after year. And that's what Inner You is here to help you figure out. So check it out, enter you, the letter U, I-N-N-E-R-U dot coach. Scroll down to the bottom, click on enter you life and use the code same two four hours seven five. And right now you will get it for half off. In the future, you'll get $75 off. So this is a big deal. It's one, one time for life, one payment and you're in for life. So enter you dot coach by the Handel Group, follow the Handel Group and check out everything that they do, putting out such great content. These are my coaches. I believe in them. And you're going to see much more from all of us in the future.
Hello, Instagram. <laughs> happy Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, isn't it? Yes, happy Wednesday. So I have a special guest for you today. There he is. Let me add him. Hi, Meredith. Hi. All right. So we are recording an episode of the same 24 hours podcast and we're doing an Instagram live. It's a multitask. It's beautiful. It's a good thing. This is my friend and all sorts of interesting labels. <laughs> Will Craig is here from the Handel Group. Hi, Will. Hello. Welcome. So introduce yourself with all your titles, because I know there's a big, you wear a lot of hats and you have hats in the background. So if you'd like to switch them out as you talk, you can. <laughs> so I'm, it's, I'm Will Craig. I work for Handel Group. I have a couple of different roles on the executive team. I'm CFO, which means I'm just working on our professional integrity all the time in terms of our finances, our financial integrity. And then I'm also an EVP for our corporate division where I lead culture transformations and executive coaching work. And then I'm also the president of our life coaching division and accountable for success there. And then I also lead our training program. It's called Handel Group University. And that's where our coaches in training develop their skill set so they can join our coaching team. Yeah, see, that's a lot of hats. That's a lot of hats. So how long have you been with Handel Group? I've been with Handel Group for, I think, 12 years now. Okay. Um, and, if, you know, as Handel Group grows, all of its people grow. And I'm, you know, I'm for sure been part of that. It's been a fun ride. Yeah. So what is your background? Are you, were you in education? Is that right? Yeah. My undergraduate degree is in psychology and education. And then my early career was as a teacher, trainer, and school administrator. Um, I'm definitely a human development junkie. My master's degree is in teaching. Um, but, you know, the thing that I really, really love about being a coach, the thing that I love about organizational change, um, even in terms of like auditing a financial system <laughs> is, do you really love that? Can we? <laughs> no, seriously. I'm, I'm addicted to continuous improvement. Like that okay. is what I live for. And then what that really means as a human development junkie is learning, right? Like what's the next level? What's the next level? What's the next level? What's the next level? Right. So I, I'm, I live and breathe for that, you know, unexamined life is not worth living kind of vibe. Right. And so were you always that way? Or is, was that an, a recent development? I mean, obviously you went into teaching for the vibe, but has it gotten exponentially greater or worse, depending on how you look at it? Well, I've gotten bigger, but somebody, uh, I, I remembered something as I, um, you know, we went through some organizational changes recently at Handel Group, and I just had some new clarifications of what I'm accountable for and just some reorganization. And uh, I was reminded by my by my wife that my sister always points out that um, when I was little, I would not just have one cracker. I would have two crackers. I, I, I want to, I want to have, <laughs> I want to have a lot going on all the time. Oh. I like the diversity. Oh, that's an activity level. <laughs> that's a nice segue. So um, let's segue into busyness because I mean, if you like to have two crackers instead of just one, um, does that attribute to that you like to make your plate very full and, you know, self-sabotage yourself with busyness? Is that um, perhaps a version of excuse for you for things? Yeah, well, yeah. for sure. And then yeah. I have a trait. I have a trait that I call time heaping martyr. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah, and Group, right? We, we nickname our traits. So I That's have a trait. A good time one. heaping martyr. That's the one where it's like 1 a.m. I took on more than I should have. There's some deadline that I've, I'm up against 
that was really, you know, at 5 p.m. earlier that day, but really now I'm getting it done now at 1 a.m. And I'm doing B plus work because it's, you know, you're not doing your best at 1 a.m. And I'm grumbling about everybody not appreciating everything I do. And it's not my fault that this is not going to be A work and blah, blah, blah. Timekeeping work. Because I'll say, Uh, yes, I want to take things on. Um, Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's the dark side Mm. that I have to be accountable for. The upside, because traits are not inherently positive or negative, the upside is, you know, I, I can take, I'm, I'm creative, I'm inductive, I'll take on things, I'm going to add value, I've got a really high motor. Um, but the, the, the solution that kind of marries the two and balances the light and the dark is really strong agreements mm. and asking for help. <laughs> asking for help. Which and then, is hard by the way, so I'm heaping martyr. Yes, then you that's right. Martyr. Exactly. You're yeah. giving up your leverage, and that you're the good one, and somebody else is the bad one. If you're right. making asks and actually, you know, pressure tested agreements that make sense. Yeah. Okay. So let's rewind real quick. I wasn't. This was like last on my list to talk about today, but we're going to move it first. So traits. This is such a. I love, love, love this part of the Handel method for so many reasons. One, because I did not realize that one could have so many. Um, I know we don't label them good or bad, but I did not know I could have 36 bad traits <laughs> all in one human. But a list, like when you start to list out your traits, like what are we talking about here? Selfishness, generosity, um, uh, being stingy with time, being stingy with money, um, uh, being very loving, being very, um, uh introverted extroverted like these are all just our characteristics and you know there's some blend of learned from your family of origin and genetics from your family of origin we're not really interested in teasing out like the exact scientific balance because what we know is even if you're raised by people who aren't your biological forebears they're all over you and then (laughs) the people who you have genetic relationship with even if you've never met them you know you have patterns that show up so somewhere there's a blend in between and what you can do is pick apart, like, all right, so how, how am I just on pattern? And it's not good or bad. You want to have a sense of humor about it because all of our traits can play out contextually negative or play out contextually positive. One example that I always use is I know I'm arrogant. It's, oh, I, I didn't add that one to my list. Hold, please. <laughs> one way I know I'm arrogant is that arrogant people annoy me, right? If I'm like listening to politicians, I like go right into poking holes in whatever they're saying. Um, but if I'm going to be a leader and have impact in the world, I have to trust myself enough to say to a group of people, hey, I've got an idea. Come with me. Right. But if it's so arrogant and conceited and not really tuned into the audience and not really, you know, creating consensus or buy-in who's that jerk right 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 it's like a balance of a healthy ego right because your ego can be like the worst thing but at the same time a a little healthy dose of ego every bit is beneficial right um yeah so some of the traits that have shown up in me are like cold angry disconnector and it's really funny how those play out in an argument for example So it's like, oh, you get really angry and then you just cut someone off, disconnect, and then you're like cold to them for a week. And so you see them all just kind of line up. And um, my coach, Hildy, um, she calls them a trait party, you know? So she's like, oh, let me tell you about your trait party. Because we went to the beach a couple of weeks ago and I had, 
a tr- my traits went on vacation too, but they went to vacation at, at you know, my vacation and they all came <laughs> to the beach and it, yes. like, we didn't have air conditioning and we were supposed to have air conditioning. So all the traits came to party and I was telling her about how I treated my husband and she was like, Oh wow. And she listed them all off and we found some new ones. And so part of the Handel method well, is let me, gonna, let me, let yeah. me, let me insert a comment. There. Sure. And anybody who's tuning into this, I really want you to get this. Um, transitions create pressure. Mm. Anything that you're doing that's out of the ordinary, there's actually a kind of pressure that comes with that. So even just going from staying at your home to sitting at some, you know, it's just a hotel room, but that transition, your survival mechanisms, your traits are going to come out and try and make themselves useful. All right, I'll take over. I got this figured out. Let me help. (laughs) Right. No. No, thanks. Let's put that on a choke chain. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, they're they're offering their services. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, how do traits play into goals, and how are goals different from dreams? Well, that's yeah. Okay, so you're. So let's clarify one thing. Um, we have goals that we're, you know, kind of tactical about, right? Like they're the things that we want to get done. And I think when you're talking about goals, what we're really talking about are transformative goals where it's not just like, all right, so these are these things in the to-do list of my day, or here's a plan that I've made. I'm going to go ahead and execute that plan. When we're, when we're talking about goals that are, really what are worth talking about. I like to use this phrase transformative goals because it, they force you to actually take on something new, be accountable for something new, take new territory, learn something, fix a relationship, any of that. So I just want to position the question that way, you know, in response to the question. And then what I would say is that dreams are how you anchor your executive function. Like their dreams are how you anchor your personal integrity. What's the big thing I'm really going for? Like, can I imagine? Mm. That's what dreaming is all about. And it is a core element of our executive function, of our ability to use this big frontal cerebral cortex to actually imagine something that does not exist yet. Right. That is a unique powerful, almost magical, spiritual human quality. That's dreaming. And it's the anchor of your personal integrity. This is, you know, one of our um, key phrases at Handel Group. We actually even trademarked it. Personal integrity is what, what, what do you care about? What are your values calling for? And that's different for everybody. And even different for us in our lives, like the things that you're dreaming up when you're 25 are not the same things you're dreaming up when you're 55. And you're the same human being, just right. in a different phase. You got different stuff going. So your personal integrity needs to be iterative. Like, all right, what's the big thing I care about? And then how do I integrate that into my behavior? That's what integrity is about. Am I integrating my values into my thinking and my behavior? As opposed to, am I stopping at red traffic lights and paying my taxes appropriately? (laughs) I don't think that's actually integrity. They'll come get you if you're not doing those things. Right. Just like on a civic management basis, right? (laughs) So personal integrity means pausing, 
cracking your heart, heart open, thinking and feeling big. And then, all right, so now what's my program of action going to be? And that's where a goal structure comes into play, right? Well, if I were to walk that talk, here's what would be true after three months, or here's what would be true in 365 days. Mm-hmm. So when people, so would you say goals are almost um, a part, they're like a package of the dream, like an execution plan steps to get to the dream, but the dream is it. And that is where most of us are failing to even get started. Like we have this thought, oh, I wish I had a better body or I wish I had a better job, but there's no plan and there's worse off, there's no dream, right? To even put a plan in place. So how do we start to dream? Where, because I, I know when I started with the handheld method, my dreams were really sad. I thought they were fine, you know, and, and it was like dream body. Um, I'm healthy, strong, and I feel free in my body, you know. Yes. And, and most people, when they hear that, they're like, well, that sounds good. Yes. But we're, what, what are we talking about with dreams? Yeah. So, um, and you can, right now, you're pointing to why I wanted to kind of split out goals in our sort of pedestrian use of the word versus transformative goals. Um, What what you just described, there's this phrase that I've fallen in love with that I use sometimes called a a crisis of imagination. Mm. And a crisis of imagination is one in which you're kind of like trying to figure out how good you could get it from, you know, based on what you think you can have. Oh, versus really coming... Yeah. Versus no, it's a blank canvas. You can, you can, if you can think it up, wow. then it's just a question of figuring out the support. What's the scaffolding to get me up to that sky? How do I build it down from the sky? If I've got this big thought that inspires me. So we need to let our dreaming and our heart be the horse that pulls the cart. We can figure out whether the cart should have, you know, Three wheel, you know, four wheels, six wheels, you know. I want my cart, cart three wheels. Cart. <laughs> Do I want it to be fast? Do I want it to carry a lot, a lot of stuff? Like, you know. Right. Um, we start with taking down the crisis of imagination, which, mo- you know, the, the, the greatest obstacle that, to that is just our self-imposed obstacles of fear. And there's this phrase we, we use called, you know, weather reporting. Like, okay, well, this is, let me look outside. What's the weather say I can have? Well, it I just says agree, my genetics you know, suck, so I'm never going to have that body. That's what the weather right. says. Yeah, yeah. But I'll give you a, a concrete example of my own because I was thinking about you know what might be relevant to our conversation today, and I, I'll tell you that um, at the turn of the year, what I decided to take on in 2020 was, you know, I put on some weight. I really, you know, wore out my knees a couple of years in marathon training. So I really scaled back the things that I was doing. I loved running. I loved jogging, scaled that way back. And I'd put on a lot of weight, but I hadn't even been on a scale for like, I don't know, two years. And I stepped on a scale and I'm six feet tall. I was 193 pounds. And part of what I was dealing with was... All right, I know if um, if I'm really going to deal with my knees and have my knees be happy again because I'm in low-grade pain all the time, I'm not doing it carrying around extra weight. Like, this is not acceptable. So I threw out the goal of um, I'm, I'm going to be 175 pounds. 
And I wasn't thinking from, <laughs> all I was thinking from was like, okay, what's my ideal weight? Not how much weight do I think I can lose? Right. Right. Then saying, all right, well, what's my ideal weight? Okay, I want to be 175 pounds. I want to have an athletic build as opposed to just, you know, being totally skinny. But that's fairly slim for, you know, American six, six footer. All right, let's go with that. And then now I've got a transformative goal and I can get to work on the things that I'm going to need to do to transform that physical reality. Yeah. And I, you know, I got an exercise bike. Luckily, it arrived right before the pandemic struck. <laughs> yeah, you're not a bike now. <laughs> um, and I just took on my routine of, like, I'm cutting down the carbs. Duh. I'm doing my exercise bike. I'm, you know, adding in a little more ab crunches. And bam, I lost 18 pounds in a couple months. Yeah. But and if I'd gone from, well, what makes sense? What would my doctor advise? I'm like, well, maybe it'll take you a year to lose eight pounds. That'd be great. Right. No. Well, and in the case of people that have struggled with weight, and I put quotes around it because when you start to change your theories and beliefs, you start to like believe different things. And so I say, I'm someone who's always struggled with weight. And so I, I'm kind of debunking that theory. <laughs> but for purposes of broader conversation, when someone is struggling and has historically struggled with, say, weight, since we're talking about it for a long time, how hard is it to have someone create a dream that makes sense to them? Because the, the secret to the dream is you've got to buy it. You have to, you know, we're too smart to fool ourselves, right? But how right. do we, because I've noticed when working with clients and you talk about dreaming, that the dream is just very vague, if at all, sometimes. Well, because they so don't believe it, right? Yeah, but you just said something that's critical um, and just genius, Meredith. Let me write <laughs> is, it down. <laughs> um, like a half second, a half second after you come up with that dream, you've got the reasons why not. Mm. So part right. of a transformative goal is you have the dream, you start, you have the first thought about a goal structure. And already presenting itself is everything that's incongruent with the dream. It's just your task list. It's just your work list. Like, okay, I need to lose 18 pounds. I guess I'm going to have to debunk the theory that, you know, diet doesn't have an impact on me. I'm just big boned or whatever. <laughs> I am. Um, any of a variety of things are going to crop up right there. And so tying back into what I said earlier, your dark is every bit the equal to your light. If you're going to be a leader, you have to have some arrogance. If you're going to transform your physical self, you have to have enough conceit to actually care about being beautiful. Yeah. And overcome that. If you're going to try and have an impact in the world and really, you know, impact a large scale of people, you're actually going to have to be willing to be wealthy. Because it turns into transactions, people want your product, so they want to read your books, or, you know, you have to, there are things that present themselves that are exact things that you have to transform. It's cause and effect. I never thought about it that way. I have never thought about the second we put the dream out that instantly the dark comes up to tell us why not. 
nature abhors a vacuum. So you create a space with a dream and you fill it in the next moment with here's why not, here's why it's my mother's fault that I'm not going to succeed at this thing. Well, there's that thing that happened when I was eight years old, which only proves that I could never be that person. All those things come crashing right in, but it's just your task. Wow. That that's new. You said the genius thing, not me, because I didn't realize how quick that was because I was talking with your wife, Lori, um, about motivation. And we were talking about how motivation is a great spark, right? But it doesn't have legs. It doesn't carry us very far. But the dream is like that spark. But if you don't set an action plan, your promises, your consequences right away, you're right. It just fills with a vacuum. The vacuum fills with excuses. And that shitstorm of negativity is not even a problem. It's the task list. It's the stuff right. presenting itself that there is to transform. And those things that have to transform, they're often long held core beliefs that we have theories that we've proved. And that even with this new dream making, if you don't get to that list of debunking them, you'll continue to prove it. You just did because you just quit. Right. So you have to be out to prove something else. And so what is the next step when you hear your task list, when you hear well, your, your genes, your big bones, when all those well, come? So let me build out the architecture a little bit for personal integrity. There's your dreaming, which now put, you know, puts a little friendly pressure on you. Like, okay, I, you know, what if I won the, the national award, not just the regional? Hmm. Dare <laughs> I dream for that? Okay. Personal integrity is alignment of your, your feelings, your thoughts, and your actions. Like, all right, so okay, I'd be willing to feel the ambition for that. All right, now I can think of some things I ought to do. And then there's actions to take, right? Like, oh, I guess I should call those people or that person. So that's an alignment of feelings, thoughts, and actions. Heart, mind, body. That's personal integrity, aligning those things, have, having them move in together. Now, on a, a corporate basis, that's vision, strategy, tactics. What's the big thing we're trying to get done? What's our plan? Like, What are the steps? How, what would make sense? Let's apply some logic here. Let's phase it out. And then phase it out, meaning put it in phases. <laughs> and then <laughs> Phase it in. Tactics are, who do we need to hire? Who do we need to fire? Who do we need to apologize to and fix the relationship? Because, oh, it turns out we need this to be going better. And we who do we need bad to call bring back? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That's vision, strategy, tactics. Organizational integrity. But driven by that dream, driven by the vision. And all those intermediate components, those are your transformative goals. And you can move them a quarter at a time. You can move them a month at a time. You can move them a year at a time. That's just us using our smarts about time as a canvas. So where have you found on a personal level, level outside of corporate that people most get out of alignment? Head, heart, actions. Where, and I, this is just purely anecdotal. I don't think you've done like <laughs> double blind studies about this. But where do people lose it? Is, I feel like it's not in the head. I feel like we know what we should do, right? Is it the heart and the actions or is it just different for every person? Well, yeah, it's different for every person and they've got different applications. But one, one way we do lose it 
mentally, just we lose our focus, is we can chicken out and then we don't do the math. Like, okay, here's our plan. Hope it works. Well, you know, you could estimate some projections and do a couple of math equations and see if it, right. if it holds water, right? So that's one spot where the, the head can drop out. If, mm. if you really look at um, where our transformative work happens and when we, where we make progress um, dramatically, it's in our relationships with people. And I don't care if we're talking about a corporate goal, a small business goal, personal goal for fitness, a personal goal financially, personal goal of getting the family together on a, for a reunion, you know, whatever those things are. We do not exist in vacuums. We are highly social animals. So there's nothing that you're going to do. Even just, I'm going to try and lose 17 pounds. You live with somebody else and you share some meals with them. There is a conversation due. Mm. Our lives are intertwined tremendously with the people around us. And there are not many things that we're going to get done that don't impact others or would benefit from their support. So one thing that we got to do is share our dreams with people, which is transformative right there, because mostly we don't want to seem like nerds. It's gutsy to see like, I put together a vision for myself and I want to tell you about it. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a nerdy thing to do, but it's also a badass thing. Yeah. So we need to, we need to have those conversations. And then there's also, you know, level setting. There's hard conversations on like, you know, Listen, I've, I've been avoiding this subject with you because I don't know how you're going to react, but I'm asking you to understand this goal I have, this dream I have, and then I have some asks about how I want to do things differently between us so that it supports that outcome. Yeah. What's uh, your favorite brand of excuse, personally, when you're a timekeeping um, martyr? <laughs> I'm a, I'm really working on taking my, down my chicken around decisions. Mm. What I, what I would really like to do is think about things, kind of chew on them a bit, get them into my hopper and then sit on them and like, Oh, I'll, I'll decide that later. I'm going to reply to some other emails now or whatever. Um, versus look at it once, make the decision, move on. So my, you know, my, my excuse is is later, and it's really my chicken. Some people procrastinate out of brat and sort of like laziness, like ah, I don't want to work that hard. I'm I'm pretty much you know a high motor workaholic, so my my procrastinator is a chicken, putting mm. something off till later. I think I like to say I just don't care enough. Like it's it, it kind of ties in nicely to my cold and disconnector trait. Like well, I'm not going to do that because I really don't care enough. I don't care, but that's also very bratty. Yes, that is the yeah. brat uh, <laughs> side of things. I don't care. You can't make me. I don't want to. All right. Well, we're at 30 minutes. I don't want to keep your t much of your time, but um, I, I just adore you and adore everything that Handel's about, man. It's changed my life so hard <laughs> in a good way, like face plant into good. But I felt the face plant, you know, you feel the face plant, but then you get up and you dust yourself off and life is better on the other side of the broken nose and <laughs> you know dental work but 
So one of the things that Handel Group offers is a program, it's online, self-paced called Inner You. And this is a way to get everything that Will's talked about today, from dreaming to promises to harnessing your, leashing your traits and excuses and everything that we brushed on really quickly. Um, self-paced, online, one-time fee. And so if you go to inneru, I-N-N-E-R-U dot coach, and use this code same 24 hours 75 and I'll post that up. You save 50% right now and it's a one-time fee. So um, I'm thrilled to be a part. I'm a coach in training with Handel Group and um, yeah, once you're in, you, you can't leave because you've seen the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're super excited to have you and it's fun to have these conversations. Mary. Yeah, totally. Well, take care. Have a great day, Will, and thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. Are you looking for some coaching, some life coaching in a very inexpensive and self-paced module? Of course you are. Check out the Handel Group's Inner You. It's a self-paced online coaching program. In this program, you are going to learn to deal with the areas of your life that are causing you the most suffering. We're doing great and like, a lot of it, right? We've There are areas of our life that we've got down, but there are these bleeder areas that just keep coming up over and over and year after year. And that's what Inner You is here to help you figure out. So check it out, Inner You, the letter U, I-N-N-E-R-U dot coach. Scroll down to the bottom, click on Inner You Life and use the code SAME24 hours seven five. And right now you will get it for half off. In the future, you'll get $75 off. So this is a big deal. It's one one time for life, one payment, and you're in for life. So interu.coach by the Handel Group. Follow the Handel Group and check out everything that they do, putting out such great content. These are my coaches. I believe in them. And you're going to see much more from all of us in the future. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.